0: Good morning everybody and welcome to living astrology with janet hickox grab your cup of coffee or your tea sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for this weekend today we have a really good day the moon is now already in aquarius preparing us for the full moon which occurs on sunday morning you know what's funny is Um, The full moon occurs at the very last degree of Aquarius, which is ruled, co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus, and we also have some powerful Uranus transits going on just before the moon is full on Sunday. So it should be an interesting weekend. There's the potential for a whole lot of good stuff coming up, um, new ways of doing things perhaps, uh, maybe the releasing of some of the characteristic craziness lately uh in our days i got to tell you guys this morning just as i was getting ready to come on air i was uh reheating my my coffee just so i could have it i don't really drink it while i'm talking so i don't know why i reheated it but uh, i happened to glance out my front door and there was a deer and she was walking around my car coming into view and then there came another deer and then another deer. It was great. Three black-tailed deer. And they blend into the grass so much because right now, of course, it's pretty dead, right? The grass is like brownish and so are the deer. It was hard to see them. I'm going to post the picture up, though, uh, after I'm done this morning because it was just so amazing to see three of them right, you know, in a row. I have a feeling that two of them were the babies that I saw, uh, a, you know, a month or two ago that they, they look younger. Uh, but not babies anymore. They're certainly getting close to full grown. So it's always nice to see that. Uh, Let's see who is joining us this morning. Good morning, Corey and Asa. Great to see you out there. Deb Johnson. Good morning to you. Chi Chi Saidu. Good morning. If you're new to us, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Michelle Gay. Good. Happy birthday to you. Today is your birthday, even though yesterday was your astrological birthday. So calendar birthday today, nothing like having a couple of days to share your birthday, right? Uh, so we wish you, all of us wish you a very happy birthday and many blessings in your new year. Good morning, Monique and Christine. And it's great to have all of you with us. So Corey says, never saw a black tail. We only have white tail in my area. Um, I I was surprised that they were black tail actually, because i never really paid attention, but their little tails were switching back and forth. So uh, I could tell that they were black. Uh, I don't usually pay attention too much to that. I just see deer and I'm like, ah, deer. So three of them, um, I like that three, three deer in my front yard crossing through my property. And it was interesting because what caused me to go look out the door was that the island fire alarm went off or the fire station, we have an all volunteer fire station. So when something happens, the alarm goes off. And as a a, as a call to all of the firemen come in, you know, time to do something. And I have no clue what's wrong. Um, And then a second alarm just went off just as I was coming on air. So it means that something big is going on. Hopefully everybody is safe, and it's not a fire. And uh, we can, you know, just have a really good day from here on. Valerie Jocelyn, it's good to see you. Ursula, good morning. No power over here for the third time. Oh my gosh, Ursula. I'm so sorry. I'm guessing it's as a result of the big fires in your area. Um, and they're probably doing rolling blackouts, trying to trying to keep the, the power grid intact somehow. You know, this is getting to be such a crazy, crazy time that we're living in. And I, I think it bears are recognizing the vastness of what it is that we are going through both personally maybe in your own life such as in my life this summer has just been crazy but also in the world at large so when when i start to feel really bad for myself or i start to feel well i mean every day is a crying day for me so that's just kind of a new reality i have um, but I realize that so much is going on everywhere that we're kind of all in this together. Don't you feel like even though, you know, I may be experiencing one thing and you may be experiencing another when we take a step back and we become more objective, which is Aquarius in general, right? The, the ability to step back and become objective. We see that it isn't only our own personal selves that are going through these, these very big changes and shifts. But it is the whole of the world, right? It's not even just in the U.S. It's everywhere, and I I don't know that that's comforting. To me, it feels like then there's something in the the there's something right even in the wrongness that appears to be going on. That that this is something that is changing us on all levels and preparing us for something right? Preparing us for a new way of living, a new way of being. Um, it's hard to say exactly. In fact, I, I, as I was thinking about this yesterday, I'm thinking, you know, what to what end, right? To what end is all of this craziness? And I can't see. I'm blind. I can't really see what that's about. But I know in my own trust and faith in this universe or in this world, that there's a reason why this is all happening. Now that puts me in a, in a good position this morning to be able to bring some good news because for the weekend, even though this is Aquarian energy, which you know can be sketchy sometimes it's unpredictable energy, that the moon itself is putting itself next to right next to Jupiter which means that we have the opportunity for some real benefic things to come out of this moon. And a full moon of course often brings revelation or an aha, right? That, that moment we go, Whoa, now I see, now I get it. Now I understand. So revel- or revelation or aha or epiphany. These are just some of the words that we could use uh, around this full moon And the gates in our human design that we're going to find the moon in are the same as the uh, earth, of course, the sun, when, when we have a full moon, we have an opposition between the sun and the moon. But that puts the moon in a conjunction with the earth. So just if you can think about what that might, you know, look like if you were standing on the sun, and you were looking back uh, at the earth moon system, what you would see is they were very much in a conjunction. And that puts the individual the person the human and the emotions and the soul in one place with the ego and the personality across from it right so we can think about how that is uh coming to some form of balance or to some form of uh, harmony and of course it's individual too because you have it in your chart somewhere wherever you find aquarius in your chart in your personal chart, that is where the full moon is taking place. And of course the opposite side where the sun is, is the very last degree of Leo. So you might wanna look at the whole axis of Leo and Aquarius in your chart, because that's gonna tell you where it is that things are changing or where there's the potential for something startling to happen. And I don't mean startling in a bad way necessarily, either. It can be something that you're just like, wow, why didn't I see that before? Right. Or um, any number of ways that we can experience uh, shock or an um, awakening of sorts. And I prefer to think about all of these different things as awakenings, even though they may be uncomfortable Um, This is our opportunity to be shaken out of our comfort zone. And in a way, as I look at this, it feels to me almost like we are being shaken out of our comfort zone, but not in a way that dumps us upside down in unknown territory, but instead dumps us into new territory with the tools that we need and the experiences from our past that are going to help us move on into a beautiful, brighter future. Now, I don't know how long that takes, right? I wish I could say, oh, this is going to be done on December 15th and we are going to be completely new humans and blah, blah, blah. I cannot tell you that. I wish I could. I wish I could tell myself that. I wish I could tell myself when it is I'm going to stop crying every day. Um, but we don't know, right? There's just that that, that uh, un- known quality. So the best that we can do in this is to be present in every moment of the day, be present with who you are with, if it's your loved ones, if it's a friend, if it's a a group, or in this case, me with an audience listening, be very present with every moment, and set intentions for how you want to be how this is, um, because it's, you're not, you're not a victim in all of this. There's that other underlying sort of theme that we've been working with for a while, which is releasing victimhood or victim tendencies. And when we can set an intention that even though the world may look crazy, even though my own personal life is in shambles, there's something right, even though it feels wrong, (laughs) even though it doesn't feel right in the moment, uh, that there's something that this is leading us to. I don't know what it is. And in the moment all i can do personally and i'm betting you too in some ways all i can do is sit and hold space for whatever it is that's going on in the moment right now i'm not crying right now i'm actually feeling pretty good right right now i'm at peace that's a good thing now 10 minutes from now who knows right or an hour from now who knows but in this moment all is well and i think the moon in aquarius gives us that opportunity to be in two places at one time being in the now, but also holding space for what's to come. Maybe it's a holding space even for a little bit of the past because Saturn is also the co-ruler of Aquarius. Saturn in Capricorn rules our traditions which link us to the past. But Saturn is also a co-ruler of Aquarius, which holds the past to the future and uh, taking the best from the past so that we have uh, a blessed future, right? So we are at a very tender spot right now in our evolution as we are holding the space for all time, for all time, the past, the present, the future. But really, the only place that we can really be because it's the only place our physicality is, it's the only place we actually breathe in, is in the now, right? We're in the now. But that doesn't mean that we ignore the past, or that we don't look ahead to what we need for the future. So I hope you're all understanding this in this moment. That crazy as it may seem, that all of this is working us toward a brighter future. Right? It's shaking us out and shaking us up. So, all right. So two new people joining us: Alisa Garcia and Val and uh, J Lo. Good morning to you, Londa. Good morning to you and Kamal. Good morning. It's great to see you with us, uh, Sue McCarthy great to see you she says happy friday yay i'm so ready and more emotions with jupiter and the moon indeed tammy smith good morning it's good to see you out there as well wishing you all uh, a very good day jlo says it's 1111 she must you're on the east coast here it's 8 well it's 812 but you probably typed that a bit ago um, so 1111 gateway a portal um, another little interesting factoid about the 11 is that um, On Sunday, the full moon day in the Pleiadian calendar, we are at 11 transcending, right? So we have 11 tied into this full moon. And remember 11 being the number of illumination, being the number of that light shining or that light coming on of um, a very spiritual uh, potential, right? Of seeing the light, being the light, sharing the light. And light meaning, you know, um, out of the darkness, right? Transcending energy for that day is uh, in the Mayan calendar. The symbol is Kimi. And Kimi was represented sometimes by the owl, sometimes by the vulture, sometimes by a death mask as it represented rebirth, right? The whole idea of the death process, death and rebirth. So we have the light being shined on us during the full moon, for what comes next. So maybe we'll get a glimpse, a glimpse of what comes from the crazy that we're experiencing. And a glimpse out of what the brighter future might be. And, you know, it's not like it's not like the it's not like the future isn't going to happen. I think sometimes I even have felt this that you know the world's going to blow up. I mean literally it's just going to implode, explode and uh, before you know it we're you know going to be not here. But I don't believe that's true. Even if it's a thought that goes through my mind, I don't believe that's true. I believe that everything is leading us to something that is important that we chose to be here at this time in this place with these events, with these crazy things happening to set the tone for the future, right? And that's what we really see, I think, in this full moon. So, all right, never late, Debbie, Debbie Tibbetts-Tumio, good morning. Um, I I had you in mind as I was sort of talking uh, this morning because of our conversation the other day as we were enumerating all of the crazies that have been, not the crazies, but the crazy things going on, fires, floods, earthquakes, uh, turnovers of governments and just, you know, suicides and dying and COVID. And I mean, if you just keep enumerating them, you feel it in your solar plexus, like, oh, my God, how much more can we take? Well, let's not ask that question. Let's ask the question, how can we take what's happening and turn it into a positive so that we can see the light so that we can see what it is that we're aiming for? And I think maybe this full moon this weekend may help us out a bit. So as I said in the beginning this morning, the moon has already moved into Aquarius. It left Capricorn uh, early this morning, my time early this morning, a little bit still early. For those of you on the East Coast, it was 449 or 429 this morning uh, that the moon actually moved out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. So right now she's sitting at about three or four degrees of the sign of Aquarius, And that puts her um, coming closer and closer to Saturn, whom she will conjunct today, as well as a trine to Venus today. So we have a mixed bag of energies there for the day, for Friday today. And that is that a a trine from the moon to Venus is usually a pretty good thing, right? Venus uh, sitting in the sign of Libra, a sign she rules. A sign she loves to be in, and that brings us the potential for harmony or balancing, uh, for peace, for uh, diplomacy, right, for being able to be in relationship in a positive and uplifting way. And the moon emotional in the sign of Aquarius, though, a little bit aloof right, a bill, a a little bit more objective. So maybe what we have with that trying today is the ability to look back into our relationships or into the things that are happening in our lives, and see with new eyes, right to see with objective eyes, let's say, so we have that potential. Um, we also have today the the conjunction that the moon will make and that'll happen later on with Saturn. And anytime the moon and Saturn tangle, we're going to have lower energy, we might have some fatigue, we may have some lethargy, we may have some quiet time that is needed. Uh, We may have some melancholy. But again, remember, those energies, especially melancholy is of a creative nature, it takes us inward for the dance with our inner self to be able to create something in the outer world. It's just never expressed in the outer world right away, right? It is always, it's like the baby in the womb, right? We can't see that the development unless we are, you know, on a, an ultrasound or something, but we know it's developing because it's getting bigger, right? It's getting bigger. And one day, gush, and out into the world comes this baby. And that's our creation process, right? It's inward and inward and growing and developing and becoming more uh, uh, real, let's say. And then In a moment, that energy shifts and it becomes real in the outer world. So that's the tangle, that's the dance that Saturn and the moon go through. Now, in the sign of Aquarius, here are some of the hallmarks of that particular sign. It's a sign of inventions. It's a sign of innovation. It is a sign where our brilliance and our genius get a chance to show up, right? Where we get to be innovative in our own personal way. So you may be innovative in any number of ways where you have your own ge- genius and brilliance. And I'm not talking IQ here. This isn't about how smart you are. That's just mental. Maybe you're a genius at being able to help people at the right time with the right thing in the right moment. Maybe you're a genius at art, maybe you're a genius in music, maybe you're a genius with just the way that you can touch somebody's heart. So genius and brilliance are not limited to our minds. Right. Even though Aquarius is an air sign and we do connect that often to the mind, the genius and brilliance that's displayed here is a part of a a complete kaleidoscope of potentials that we as humans have. So every one of you in your human design even have the gate 43 and the gate 23. It's a channel actually that connects the Ajna to the throat center. So you all have access to genius. It's all there. If it's defined, it comes out in a specific way. If it's undefined, meaning it's white in your chart, then it's going to come out in any number of ways based on who you happen to be around or what planets happen to be transiting. So we all have access to this, right? You all have that. Um, Aquarius also rules the future. We we're already talking a little bit about that. It's the future. It's new trends and it's new trends with the plus sign, the addition of unconventional ways of thinking or unconventional ways of doing things, turning things upside down. One of my very favorite graphics ever is of a giraffe with its head upside down, right? It's looking at things in a new way. And to me, that's so Aquarian. right? It's the ability to turn it around to see it from a different potential or a different viewpoint. And when you can do that new solutions appear, right? New ways of doing things appears new ways of being appear so we have that potential here with the with the moon in aquarius right now but also with that full moon um as well high tech this is a technology sign long-range goals also i'm having such difficulty right now with that with goals of any kind i don't know about you guys and i this can be just personal in my life because of what i've been through this summer but i can't even see my way into the next day hardly right so Um, for those of you who are in our, my membership, or for those of you who, you know, are waiting for me to come up with something brilliant and new, uh, to teach you, I don't know when or if that's going to happen anytime soon. I just can't see beyond here, um. Sometimes I get a glimmer, sometimes I get a glimpse, and some of you guys may be feeling that same way. It can be the weight of everything else that's going on in your life, but breakthrough moments happen in this sign because of its relationship with Uranus. Uranus rules those long-range goals along with Saturn. They do pretty well together in that respect, and there's something else here with Aquarius energy, and it's picking this up from the opposite sign, Leo, which is about bringing in heart's desires, right? Leo's a heart centered sign. And because we never take a sign and live it in a vacuum, it's always a part of a bigger picture, right? Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo. So we bring in Leo energy, but it's also squaring uh, Scorpio and Taurus. So we also bring in that energy. It's also part of the fixed sign group. And so it is a part of one of the signs that gives us stability, a foundation, but it can also get us caught up in a rut or get us caught up in a um, in our uh, comfort zones. It can shake us out of our comfort zones or the need may appear to be that we need to get shaken up out of our comfort zones. It's also part of the air sign groups right? So it's also mental, it's also ideas and opportunities, creativity that comes from that idea generation, from that light bulb moment, right, the light bulbs. Um, So it's so the energy itself can show up in many ways. But it's personal in that it comes to you through your heart, and your what you are passionate about what you love, when you're following what you love, then you are on the right path. Your emotions feel good. It feels good to be doing what you're doing. When you are not in alignment with your passions or with your heart, then emotions like frustration or bitterness or depression or disappointment or anger start to show up that tells you that you're either thinking in the wrong direction, you're emotionally in the wrong direction, maybe you're physically pointed in the wrong direction, or even perhaps spiritually pointed in the wrong direction, gives us a kind of a sounder, uh, a little bell that says, okay, course correct, course correct, right? Like if an airplane or a a submarine is off course, right, you get the little ding, 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 move back, right? That's what those um, emotions bring us, right? The idea that we need to follow our heart again, that we've gotten disconnected somewhere from the heart. Aquarius is also a humanitarian sign. So humanitarianism, seeking outcomes that are for the greater good. And here is where our big tests are right now, I think. I mean, you guys might think something different, but I see that humanitarianism here isn't just about how we help or serve one another. It's about living from a bigger world view. We have to see ourselves as not just part of a city or a community or a country, but we have to see ourselves as citizens of a planet Earth, right? The biggest that we can be a bit, maybe citizens of the universe so we have to live from that bigger world view and when we can and when we do then we connect with being human then we connect with the outcomes, with seeking the outcomes that are for the greater good. And again, I think we talked about this on Monday, that some of the, the things that we're seeing right now, like for example, the mandates for vaccines and things like that, which stick in a lot of people's craws, right? That just, it's a it's a big point. It's a big thing, but it has a reason for being here. And that's about this Aquarian age, where the Aquarian age is about the greater good, the bigger worldview, how we all fit into that bigger worldview, what is uh, best for the greatest number of people. And then don't forget, because the opposite sign is Leo, there's still the need that we have to keep our individuality. And that's what we're bumping up against. How do we blend our own needs, our own desires, and our own individuality in a group? right, and, and still maintain uh, integrity for the group. So it's integrity for individuals, but also for the group. And how do we live that in the highest and best? It's so wonderful when you look at it that way. Because I think then a lot of the dynamics that are going on in the world can be uh, thought of in this way, it's the struggle, the struggle, right. And uh, let me go back to physics for a minute. <clears throat> This is like the best of my science background, right, that I can come up with sometimes. It's just like I go, oh, yeah, this makes so much sense, is that any time we are in a process of a change of state, a change of state, like let's take an ice cube that wants, we want that ice cube to melt and we want it to go uh, undergo a change of state and to water. What do we need to add? We have to have some form of resistance because the molecules are moving very slowly in the ice cube. We need them to speed up so that they can be more activated and turn into water. And the way we do that is we add heat. Heat provides the resistance that comes in as a change of state, changing the ice cube into water. Now let's say we want water to boil, we need, we need steam. The way we have to do that is we have to excite those molecules. Again, we have to create more resistance between those molecules to excite them to get them moving faster. And when they move faster, they change state again. And this time that change of state takes them into steam or water vapor. And that then represents ascension, right ascension, moving up the spiral, right the spiral. So any change of state, any evolution, any involution, requires that injection of energy, that injection of the resistance to be able to move us to that next state. So it makes perfect sense, then that some things are going to feel scritchy, irritating, upsetting, as we are struggling in this moment, to birth something new, right, a new world, a new way of being. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Londa, good morning. Uh, at this moment, I'm not moving forward with my long distance healing program, we just know when it's time, it will pulse me to move forward and receive guidance. I get that too, right? I get that too. It's just not, t- there is that timing thing that keeps coming up too. With that, you know, what is the right timing? Well, the right timing is whenever the right timing is right when it's something that you can respond to in your outer world, when you're invited into to do something, uh, when it feels good right? There's that solar plexus mutation that we're underway uh, with. And that is what feels right, what feels good, what makes you happy. And that's something that is a whole new energy that the human being is having to work with, right? We've been taught, unfortunately, that to do what feels good to you or what makes you happy is almost self-centered or selfish, but it really isn't right? It is support to be supportive of yourself means that you have the energy and the ability then to be supportive of others around you. It's like they pick up that energy, and then they take it and then they share that energy. So it all makes sense in that way. Uh, Aquarian energy about revelations, we talked about the excitement, the unexpected nature here, the unexpected results, when you try something new, like, wow, right? Surprises, aquarius is also a sign that brings back the theme of freedom and i I think it's also that that need for freedom that aquarius feels that also brings the struggle between the individual and the group right the individual or the, the the bulk of humanity individualism versus humanitarianism um, in the bigger picture of things, the sign is one of objectivity. It sees the big picture. It is also the ruling sign for divination tools. It's a great time to reach out for oracle readings, for astrology readings, for I Ching readings, for human design readings, or for any kind of, of tool that you can use of divination that can help you gain uh, your perspective, or what comes next for you, humor is also a part of Aquarius. I I was I discovered that this morning. I was like, wow, that's right. Humor, Uranus, humor, right? Manifesting our dreams as well comes through Aquarian energy, and as well, Aquarian energy is about friendship. It rules the group, the association, the family of uh, groups, uh, community. Uh, and it rules how we come together as humans. So friends and networking and how we live and work together all come through the sign of Aquarius. It is also a sign of giving and receiving platonic love. At the opposite end, Leo is more about giving and receiving romantic love. So we see love held very much in the axis of Leo and Aquarius energy as well. Now, as always there's always the more negative expression that we might have to work through right the negative or the lower frequency energies of aquarius are about excessively becoming detached the 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 moving too far toward objectivity where you can be perceived as being cold or aloof right standing back not caring so we have to be aware of that Um, We might also have a fear that gets triggered around getting involved, right, in other people's business, which of course, we should be aware of what it is that was appropriate for us to get involved with. But don't let it be coming from fear. Let it be coming from is this my business? Is this this person's business? Or is this God's business, right, then we find ourselves in the right place, right time, right people, right opportunities. There is also The potential for erratic and shocking behavior, either from yourself or from other people toward you or that you witness in the world, things that you go like, what the heck, right? What was that all about? Inflexible opinions are something else we need to watch out for. It is a fixed sign. It is a fixed mental sign. So there's the potential always that we can get caught up in our own thinking, in our own truths without really looking at it. Is this the bigger, wider truth or is this just my personal truth or am I stuck in this truth? And it's not really, it's opinion. It's not really truth. So we have to watch for that. In the body, uh, Aquarius rules the ankles and the calves, circulation and cramps and varicose veins and all things to do with spasming uh, in in the body. So the muscle spasms that are really, Londa, you'll love this, that really take us into the nervous system. Uranus rules that higher nervous system. Um, I'm trying to remember is that the autonomic or the parasympathetic, something or another, right? That somehow is that part of us that's operating in the nervous system almost without our conscious awareness, right? The things, the way your body shifts and moves to in response to the emotional energy, to the physical energy, to the environment, etc. So um, that's all a part of the body and Aquarius rules that as well. Uh, So Sue, Aquarius in my sixth house, so that affects your work and how you serve or how you share of yourself with your um, colleagues or with people that you work with in the world, as well as your own environment that you're in. Um, Is it uh, an environment that supports you being able to think outside of the box? Or is it a very limiting environment? As well, there is the health of the body here. So watch for nervous ailments or anxieties and things like that. uh, During this particular transit, someone else back a bit, Said something. Oh, Elisa, good morning. She says, I have Aquarius in my second house. So that might be about money or your values or how you are worthy to receive. Remember, Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, is sitting at gate two in our human design. And that puts us in a position of receiving and allowing. So there's a lot going on in the receiving end of things, right? We're here to receive or to learn right now about receiving and allowing. So as opposed to always being in the giving position. So you may have to look at your worth, your ability to um, open up to receiving. Uh, Sue, I how, how about pinched nerves? That is going on, right? Okay, well, there's that. And is it possible perhaps uh, if you can do something different, a different therapy, a different movement of your body that maybe you'll be able to uh, affect a different outcome. We'll see, right? Uh, j JLo, Aquarius in my ninth house. So yours is all about expansion and seeing things from a bigger perspective, broadening your horizons, being more technical or technological, uh, being more innovative, um, maybe, you know, encompassing some travel or seeing things from different points of view, that kind of thing. So that, guys, that gives you some ideas about, you know, what might be happening uh, for you, Uh, at least you three in the second, the ninth and the sixth house. And um, Julie, Jolie. good morning, uh, says Aquarius in the fifth house here. So you're in a way, looking through the lens of creativity and what brings you happiness. Um, I don't know what other planets you might have in the fifth house, but maybe life has gotten too serious. And the potential for the full moon is for you to lighten up Or to see life from a more humorous point of view um, to engage love and romance in a more deep way perhaps Um, it might be too platonic in your life and you're you know needing to move into more um, of the giving and receiving of love both romantic but also platonic Christine Venus and Chiron 10th house Aquarius 10th house is all about the career your authority and how you show up in the world and val says do we use whole sign or placidus here i use whole sign so the whole of the sign of aquarius is in one house and that makes much more sense to me it's clean it's nifty (laughs) so i've really enjoyed using the whole sign uh or whole house um whole sign system because it works so much better and jolie says i've had a tragic loss my heart goes out to you, Jolie, because that's been my experience this summer as well. Uh, Aquarius in the fifth here might be then a call for you to bring in more love, love for yourself, compassion for whatever um, experience that you are having. And uh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's a tough one to see love um, through that kind of a loss. I don't know what your experience has been, but um. Everyone here knows that I lost my son in July to suicide and that was hard to take. It's still hard to take. Tammy Collins Smith, I have Aquarius in my third house. That's all about the mind and how you communicate. So maybe some writing, maybe some thinking outside of the box, seeing where it is you're caught up in a thinking pattern that's no longer suitable for you or no longer suits you and uh, all of that. Um, And Jamie Miller. Hello, Aquarius Ascendant. That is my first house, correct? Indeed, it is. So Aquarius Ascendant means that you're having to embark on a personal journey of awakening, a personal journey of thinking differently, of seeing things differently, of blending the I am with the we are. So that's a big job. That's also sometimes pretty difficult because we're often very able to see how we can give to others we get the we are i think sometimes quicker than we get the i am but it can also be that we are sometimes more egocentric or more i am oriented than we are though we are so you're having to look through that lens and see either how you need to be more strong in who you are changing your point of view or how it is that you need to blend yourself better within your relationships Uh, Because it's your ascendant, of course, it's very powerful in the I am as well. Uh, Val says, I'm also Valerie. Oh, sorry, you went here twice (laughs) and have Aquarius 7th house of relationships, right? Seeing relationships outside of the box or creating partnerships or ways of being in relationship that are different, that are non-traditional, perhaps even. So lots of potential there in that one. Uh okay, come on, Aquarius is my descendant. Ah, so you're Leo rising then. <clears throat> or Leo in the first. So for you it's it's that need to be able to find relationship who you are in a relationship or learning how to maintain your own identity in the in relationships but without giving away yourself too much in the relationship. So you are also looking at where you don't see yourself clearly because the descendant is is hidden from us, right? It's the sign that was setting uh, in the west at the moment you were born, so it doesn't it doesn't get seen as clear. You see it in the reflection of other people around you. So perhaps you've found yourself attracted to people who are new and different, or exciting, or outside of the norm, or un- even outside of what's acceptable in your culture or your society. So that can sometimes set you up for having to live your truth um, and maybe even having to do that out in the open uh, in a way that might even you know, feel scary or feel, um, I, I don't want to say scary necessarily, but feel like um, you're outside of the norms somehow uh, from what is all around you. So you have to have some courage here to be able to, to live your truth. I think we've just about made it through every house of the the (laughs) astrology wheel. So that's awesome. Uh, Let me just take a moment for those of you who are watching here to please, if you're enjoying the video and you're on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching me and you're on Facebook, please hit the like button. Then please share the video. If you're liking what you hear, share it with your friends, with your networks. Let's network, right? That's the whole idea here, Aquarius. Let's network. Um, And Also, if you haven't yet and you're on YouTube, please subscribe, right? You can hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified when I am on air or coming on air with uh, new broadcasts. Okay, Um, Midheaven in Aquarius in the 10th, same thing. It's all about your career and your profession. Or we could also say that it's about your authority, how you really claim your genius, your brilliance, your authority in the world, Christine. So stepping up, right? Stepping up. And being true to you uh, in in, uh, uh, being able to share your truth and who you are with the world. Okay, Um, let me, I want to share my screen uh, because now I want to take a look at this uh, full moon and and Aquarian energy through uh, the lens of human design, which is why we are now looking at this as astro design, right? And astro design giving us the opportunity to see it from a bigger perspective, uh, both an astrological and uh, the um, perspective of human design and the gene keys even. Uh, although today I've made this just specifically to uh, human design. So when we're looking at Aquarius gates, so Aquarius, interestingly enough, if you just look here, you see that both the emotional center and the root center are the highest number of gates that are activated for uh, the uh <clears throat> sign of Aquarius there is one gate in the identity center and that one gate in the identity center is really a gate that takes us into really deep listening well let's go down the line because like for right now uh we're in early uh, Aquarius so we've had the gate sixty triggered right now and the gate sixty is down here on the root center and I want you to remember that the root center is the center for um it is the center for it's a foundation center it's a pressure center it's it's about doing this right and when we look at that center in terms of the gene keys where we can see it in the levels of gift city and shadow it is the energy of stress in the shadow in its lowest expression it is uh, the drive that we have to get out and move or do in um uh, the gift. And in the highest, the Siddhi, the it is the energy of evolution, right in the root. So that's what the root center is about. So the first three gates that we hit with Aquarius energy are in this root, right, sending, setting up the foundation for conservation. And conservation here isn't restrictive, it's about sustainability. It's creating a new world with sustainability in mind, instead of what we've been creating with was like, we had this feeling like everything was an infinite supply on the planet. And we're using up our resources without really thinking about sustainability. So we have this opportunity with the gate 60 to conserve energy to conserve resources to conserve uh, our our personal energy. So what we have here with the gate 60 is setting a foundation of conservation that allows for sustainability, right, the sustainability factor. The next gate that the moon will move into here is the gate of imagination, the gate 41, which is also the first gate that the in the human design new year, it's called the gate of imagination or creativity or fantasy. Um, It is a gate that ideas are born from, right? So it's the potential for our imagination. So if we can imagine a world of peace, if we can imagine a world where love is the ruling energy, if we can imagine those things, we can create those things, right? And what we see in the gate 41 here is that the foundation for everything, whether it's scientific breakthroughs, whether it's science fiction, whether it's how we're going to be together, how new, new opportunities, all of those things begin as ideas appear in the imagination. But if they get caught here, if they get caught here, then we never bring them in. That's the danger in the gate 41 is that we have these imaginings that they just stay up in our heads. They never get down into uh, a place in the body where we can express them. So the 41 gives us the foundation of ideas of the generation of the imagination. And our job is to bring it into concrete reality. The next gate the moon will hit then is the gate 19. That takes us up to sensitivity, to attunement, to the grids that are showing us the trends. So some of you, some of you out there, are are maybe Aquarians, or you have Aquarius prominent somehow in your chart, and you are the trendsetters. You see through the morphogenetic fields what the next thing will be. So, for example, people like uh, Bill Gates. Now, you know this isn't about whether you love him or hate him, but the ideas that he generated way back when have become. Something that are, you know, changed our world, right? Changed our world. So attunement sometimes in the gate 19 is the foundation for what will be, right? What could be and how we as human beings can become more sensitive to what will be. But there's also another emotional component here that takes us into sensitivity around um, the emotional field that we're generating, but also that other people are generating around us that triggers us to be able to be compassionate, loving. Uh, it's the search for intimacy, how we can come together in very powerful, emotionally attuned ways. And again, it's on the foundation center, right? Or it's on the center that takes us through from stress to uh, the evolutionary energy. Uh, Then we skip from the root center up to the identity center, the seat of love, the seat of the soul. The center is the center for love and direction. And if we looked at it in the gene keys, in the lowest expression, it is the energy of me, me, me. When we look at it from the gift level, it is the energy of the self. When we look at it from the highest level, we see it's the gate or the uh, center for oneness. So what we have here is that love brings us to oneness. And in the gate 13 here, this is about listening deeply to the sounds of love, like to what what is loving, changing the story or the narrative to reflect a story of the highest and best of humanity so it has a lot of it has a lot to do with personal listening hearing really hearing and listening i mean they're two different things right hearing is the sound but listening takes us into where our hearts are open and we're receiving something um the other person giving us something and listening here with an aquarian edge would be about how can we reframe and reimagine the stories of humanity so that we're really listening to what could be right and and the things that can happen the next gate takes us down again to what is the emotional center gates now we have the gate 49 uh the gate of revolution uh in quantum human design this gate is called the catalyst so this energy is by definition very activated energy it changes us right it causes change because it sees the highest potential it sees the potential for revolution revolution not being a bad thing here but something that takes us on to a new evolution right a a new evolution and then also the gate 30 the last gate um that the uh, where the full moon will be and also the earth sitting here at the gate 30 which is the gate of passion And I want to say that Jupiter is also Jupiter's got to be sitting at that gate. Jupiter is also sitting at this gate, the moon, Jupiter, Earth, all three sitting at this gate 30, which is called the gate of passion. And this gate, it used to be called the gate of desire. I think even in traditional human design, it may still be called desire. This is a gate that when it's defined, amps up the energy of the whole of the human design. So even by transit, when a planet comes through this gate, it really amps up the nature of our desire. It amps up the need that we have to find what we're passionate about and to live from that passion, to express that passion. So it is... Jupiter expansion and growth and bringing us rewards when we find what we are passionate about and we live from that. It is earth challenging us to find that which we are passionate about. And then the moon here as well, giving us the emotional connection to what it is that we are passionate about, the energy to find our way to um, what our soul is wanting, what our soul is passionate about. Now the sun in this, because the sun and the moon are in an opposition during the full moon, is sitting at the gate 29. Oops, I didn't highlight that that center, but it would it is on the sacral center, the center for doingness, beingness. So beingness and doingness in this case is about what are we saying yes to? Are we saying yes to the correct things? and that's going to be different for every one of you, depending on how your decision making uh, is set up in your uh, chart. Is it? uh, Is it emotional? Is it splenic? Is it uh, sacral? Is it uh, identity? Is it you know, is it something coming from uh, the will or the ego? So depending on how it is that you're designed to say yes or no to something comes into play here. Because if you say yes to the wrong things, then what you might be doing is creating a field of half-heartedness of of half committed to something so the gate 29 is often called the gate of commitment but i think of it as the gate of saying yes to the right things. so the sun is really highlighting that in the full moon time so We have three centers here that are highly activated. Another center that is um, also activated just for that day. We've been in the gate 29 all week with the sun. We've been in the gate 30 all week with the earth. Um, That ends right after the full moon. And that's kind of fun to think about because actually the moon, as soon as the full happens, it goes immediately into the void for about 40 some minutes before it moves out of Aquarius and into Pisces and comes back into uh, comes out of the void. So our full moon, let me stop sharing this screen and bring up the other screen of the actual hold on, I got to bring it up. And then I can share share screen window. Okay, here's the chart of the full moon. And it's an interesting chart, don't you think? Because you see, first of all, this beautiful trine, grand trine. This is uh, an air trine. It's with Libra energy, with Aquarius energy and Gemini energy. And uh, that energy is about possibilities, right? Possibilities. And it links Saturn, it links Venus, and it links the... um, uh north node so our destiny let's put it that way so our destiny our our ability to create form and structure and uh venus what we love what we're passionate about together in an ease and flow that is i even more so than the actual full moon itself is like the identifying uh, hallmark of this full moon period of time and a grand trine all trines actually, but a grand trine in particular, um, makes things easy, it makes it easier to flow. But it can also mean that we can get a little lazy, like we could probably step back and we see this flow is happening. And maybe become a little lackadaisical, right? We're like, Oh, the flow is happening, I don't need to do anything more, I don't need to jump in and say anything. I don't need to make change. (laughs) It's happening um so don't let this be become a frivolous energy this weekend this is a great energy for setting sail in a new direction now if you look at this here's the moon here's the moon and it is very close to the it's a tight conjunction three degrees ish uh of of energy and of orb we call it and opposite is the 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 sun so we see this as an opposition so the oppositions in astrology are often tense because you're trying to bring two full things into being and it's like if i go this direction then this one is is not as uh, focused on if i go this way then this one's not as focused on so it brings up the need for us to find a balance point right the balance point is right in the middle of that particular um configuration so how do we balance the moon our emotions our needs the way we want to grow and expand our optimism. This is a very optimistic full moon and against our need to be individuals. This is the need of the group, of the all that is human, the human needs, the human field against the needs of our personal selves. So how do we balance that? How do we really take care of ourselves, but also take care of all of our fellow human beings? What is in the highest and best for all? right? That's the question. That's also the challenge of the moon. So although Jupiter's in the mix, it makes it also potential that we can go overboard. Anytime Jupiter and moon come together, we just have to watch the overdoing, the over imbibing, the overspending, you know, all of that stuff. In Aquarius, maybe it's about overthinking, over intellectualizing, um, so st- try to get out of your head and to a place of a balance between the head, the heart, um, so that we're not always in thinking mode, but we're also not forgetting that you know idea generation is often coming from inspiration, uh, which is part spiritual, inspirited, and part mental. And as well, we can bring in emotional energy here because the emotion is going to tell you whether it's correct for you or not, right? Uh, We also have an interesting connection here going on between Mercury and Neptune. Um, In uh, this is a, uh, a, what do we call this one, a 30, 60, 90, 120, 150. So this is really kind of a sesquiquadrate. (laughs) it's It's a minor aspect. It's a tenseness underneath it all a nervousness even underneath it all that gives us sort of that scritchy feeling so between mercury our minds and neptune our souls right or our spirit so um maybe in this case what we could do is look at that because mercury and mars are still very close to that conjunction on the full moon they're only four degrees apart that day less than that really um so we have the potential here for Um, a lot of thinking, a lot of catalyzed energy of doing a lot of ability to get things done. But we've got to remember that it isn't all about the physical things that we do. It's also about in the spirit of who we are, who do we be? What is our identity? So lots of good stuff. We also have a trine from uh, Mercury and Mars over to Uranus, right? So we can elevate we can elevate to our highest selves, we can express from our highest selves. So this full moon is pretty, pretty powerful. Now, questions. Let me see what else is going on over here. Good morning, Suzanne Fulmer, Aquarius in your 10th house, also career and authority, personal authority. Uh, J Lo, pow, epiphany just hit me. My emotional projector daughter has 19 unconscious Earth and conscious 19 Neptune and has anxiety. She's tapped into the grid. So I think of the 19 as a very vulnerable gate. Like it, it's a, and when it's defined in your chart, whether it's by birth or whether it is, and this is defined by birth or by a transit, we can become very sensitized, very vulnerable to criticism, to what people think about us or what people say. Like, um, this is just me in my head. Uh, I'm watching number of people watching. And that was up at one point through to like 25, 26 people. Now it's down to 16. The thought I had about that was, oh, what I'm saying isn't interesting. So people don't want to watch, right? That is the anxiety that we can get when our minds go into vulnerability and sensitivity of a sort that isn't really... Born out by truth right so sometimes what we're tapped into is an emotion or a fear even the attunement comes the attunement in that gate comes when we're able to still be vulnerable to still have our hearts open, and be a part of the experience and not separating ourselves out of the experience. So have your daughter, you know, just work with that vulnerability. She's also someone that's going to be very sensitive to things people say, or the words that people say. And thank you, Jolie. That's awesome. She says I love your soul and your show. Uh, whoop, you are on a roll helping me I love it when that happens, even when I'm not trying necessarily. <laughs> um, it just happens. I love that. Now, before I go for this morning, I want to share something and that's not what I want to share. So you know how I often go to my favorite uh, Oracle-ish book, Dane Rudyard's An Astrological Mandala, where we get to the Sabian symbols for the signs. And I'm going to read this one to you because I just think it is so fantastic for uh, the aha moment, perhaps. So we are the the um, uh, phase we're in, it would be Aquarius- 30 degrees because in the sabian symbols you're always going up one right so if it were the moon is at the 29 degree of aquarius then i'm going to go to the 30th degree of the mandala of the sabian symbol so it says deeply rooted in the past of a very ancient culture a spiritual brotherhood in which many individual minds are merged into the glowing light of a unanimous consciousness is revealed to one who has emerged successfully from his metamorphosis. The keynote then, the ability for the person with an open mind and a deep feeling for self-transcendence to come in contact with higher forms of existence. It's kind of exciting, don't you think? Even more exciting because remember in the Pleiadian Earth calendar, Sunday, the full moon day is 11, transcendence, light, and transcendence all in one. The originally recorded Sabian symbol stated the field of Ardath in bloom, which referred to a scene in an occult novel by Marie Corelli centering upon ancient Babylon. The reference may well have been a blind, inasmuch as Mark Jones has stressed his inner contact with a brotherhood with Babylonian or Sabian roots. A spiritual brotherhood constitutes a state of multi-unity, i.e. a multiplicity of individuals. If one thinks of the paths they trod to reach their final metamorphosis, but a unity of consciousness and soul, thus unanimity, anima meaning soul. In the spiritual whole, each unit is a recognizable form or entity if one looks at it with the eyes of personality but when seen through a unified spiritual vision, or from a distance, the whole appears to be one single area of radiant light. Similarly, when studied by the modern physicist, light can be apprehended either as a stream of identifiable particles, photons, or as one continuous wave. It's a paradox, right? It's not particles until we view it, or we observe it. And the very act of observing, it changes it from a wave to a particle. Um, So uh, whether it is seen as one or the other depends on the point of view. This is the last and culminating symbol of scene 22 of the cyclic ritual. This is indeed a fitting symbol as the number 22 symbolizes all forms of mastery. At any level, it is a symbol of spiritual group fulfillment of conscious, totality of being. Isn't that just splendid? Right? So it's that, that wonderful thing. All right. So I know it's a little bit after nine, but I'm going to, um, (laughs) I'm going to draw us a card for the collective for the full moon. First one is going to be an animal card. I'm just into animals, right? I have three deer that I'm going to send a picture of you to you all today. Uh, So let's see what our animal is that will guide us this weekend, but also through the full moon window. Then yesterday, I had an opportunity to pull out an old deck of cards that I've had forever called the Ascended Masters. And I feel like there's an Ascended Master that may also have a message for us today. So let's see what the animal is. That's going to be our spirit totem for the weekend for the full moon and horse spirit freedom is yours look at the beauty in this face right look at that horse spirit it was upside down so that means we have a um uh protection message but horse spirit freedom is yours so let's read that one then i'll pull the other one that by the way is card 33 a master number of the ascended masters so (laughs) how funny is that um so A fitting card for me wanting to pull an Ascended Masters card today as well. All right, so horse. Are you feeling stuck? Has your spirit been broken by challenges you have faced? Your current choices may not seem the best, but you are you are not seeing the clearing ahead where you can break free and run. Whatever your choices right now, they can lead you to exhilarating freedom. So trust the guidance of spirit. Horse spirit is here to tell you that adventure calls and you will soon realize your power is greater than you think. Perhaps your frustration and feelings of being fenced in are the result of being too much on your high horse, unwilling to come down to earth and join the herd that wants to support you. Being in control and in charge can be overrated. It's time to loosen up, drop the reins, let go and prance with others just for the fun of it. Woo. Card 33, horse spirit. Beautiful. Now, let's see what Ascended Master is coming out to play today. So this is a deck, an older deck, uh, that was a Doreen Virtue deck. And, you know, she's since changed beliefs or ideologies. But um, I think the spirit of the cards remains. The spirit of the Ascended Master that wants to speak is... Hilarion, Hilarion, Hilarious, um, health and healing, health and healing. He's got a beautiful face, doesn't he? Hilarion, Hilarion. I don't even know who that would be. So let's see if we can't discover something new here. So Hilarion says this card is a sign of healing. Your divine healing power has awakened and you feel compelled to help others to heal. Just, if you've, just as you've been healed, so too do you want others to enjoy health and vitality. You're supported in making life changes so that you can continue to heal yourself and others. Let go of any fears or restrictive thinking to fully open the miracles of healing. Additional meanings for this card. An illness or injury is healed or healing. You are a healer. It is good and safe time for you to change to a healing career or study healing modalities. Hilarion, also known as Saint Hilarion or Master Hilarion, was a fourth century Middle Easterner who became renowned for his successful healing work. Hilarion was beloved by both Christians and those who practiced the old religions. Much of his life and healing work was immortalized by Saint Jerome's writings, which described Hilarion's healing by commanding earthbound spirit attachments to leave. Call upon Hilarion for any issue involving healing or the clearing of energy. Health and healing and horse. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Great messages, I think, for us for this full moon. All right. That's it for me this morning. Hello, Natasha. Um, The Sabian message. Yeah, I love that Sabian message, uh, Christine. It's so very powerful. Um, so in j- numerology, JLo, says she's a 22 numerology, I'm a 33. So we are both master numbers. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, and Natasha says my master number, when you add my birthday numbers is 22. I am to be my, I am no wonder I'm feeling this moon for days now. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's there, right? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I will see you on Monday and um, much love to all of you, right? Take it easy. Uh, enjoy the full moon's energy. Tap in. Let's talk Monday and see what maybe some surprises or excitement happened for you over the weekend. Much love. Bye for now.